0: To buckle up for a new episode of Raise Nation Radio, the one and only podcast made to inspire fundraisers like you to continue making impact in our communities, building better tomorrows and exchanging ideas. So whether you're a trailblazer or seasoned pro, you'll pick up the trends that transform your fundraising. And together we'll dive into lively conversations, And we'll chat with industry-leading fundraisers and thought leaders to explore hot-button issues and innovative ideas. So stay with us for the next 30 minutes while we inspire you to embrace the future of fundraising. All right, let's get going. This is such an interesting topic today. I have a guest who's absolutely the expert. It's kind of something behind the scenes that we know is important, but oh, we're so busy every day. Do we really want to peel back the layers of the onion and try to figure it out? Well, good news, while it is important, you don't have to peel back the layers of the onion and um, figure it out yourself because our guest is going to talk about grant um, Google ads and how to optimize them and make the most of them and just all that good stuff that we just don't have time for. So please welcome to Raise Nation Radio, the business lead from Getting Attention, Jessica King. I'm so happy to have you today. We have just really interesting things to talk about. And um, I know you're going to help just uncover the whole Google ad grant universe and and how nonprofits could get there and optimize their positioning. But um, welcome. So welcome to Raise Nation Radio, Jessica. Thank you. I'm excited to be talking to you today and looking forward to the next half hour. Yeah, great. Well, you know, before we jump ahead, let's let our audience get to know you um, personally, professionally, anything that you want to share. We'd love to know, you know, where, 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 where you where came, where did you come from that got you to the place that you're at? So if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself to our audience, that'd be great.
1: Yeah. So I, uh, like you already said, I'm the business lead at Getting Attention. That is my current job, but my entire career has really been spent doing digital marketing for nonprofits. So I started out in the social media space, moved on to uh, SEO, and then now I'm doing uh, Google Ads. So, um, you know, in my professional life, that's uh, a little bit about me. And then, you know, personal life I am a, a cat lover and an amateur uh furniture builder so those are uh Ooh, two of my
0: my hobbies yeah interesting <laughs> how many cats do you have just one I or have more two than two yeah, I have what two. A, I what are their names Benny and Olive Benny and Olive how cute well big shout out to Benny and Olive hopefully they'll make a cameo appearance appearance during yeah, our we'll, episode we'll today <laughs> We have, um, one of my colleagues, Joe Duca, is also a cat lover. Mm -hmm. Um, and whenever we have a meeting, they, uh, his cats will typically make a cameo appearance and we, we adore them. So, um, that's all good stuff. So, all right, let's dive in. This is, you know, and a subject that can really, um, feel unchartered areas for nonprofits, but they kind of know like, oh, if I can get in there, I probably would uh, maximize uh, a number of different things. So let's just start at the very beginning, channel our inner Julie Andrews. Let's, you know, start at the the top. What is a Google ad grant? Sounds like a silly place to start, but you know what? Maybe not everybody has a full concept of what it is.
1: Yeah, I think it's... A resource that a lot of nonprofits are really not aware exists, um, but the Google ad grant um, in in short is 10K per month. So that works out to about $329 a day in in-kind ad spending from Google. So what that means is they are basically giving you $10,000 a month or about $329 a day worth of free ads that can be used across Google's different advertising networks. So those would be like those ads that appear at the top of the search uh, results. If you search something on Google, these might be YouTube ads, display ads that might pop up in the sidebars of websites, things like that. Um, So that's Hmm. sort of in a nutshell what the grant is. if you like, we could talk about kind of like who's eligible for it. Yeah, like, that's yeah.
0: actually the burning question. On, on, on Is this available to all nonprofits or is there... Well, yeah. tell us. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I will give the caveat that this does vary a little bit by country. So you, if you are not a US listener, you can look on Google's website and they'll have the requirements for your country. But in the US, any 501c3 um, with just a handful of exceptions is eligible. The exceptions are you cannot be a school or university, you can't be a hospital or a healthcare organization, and you can't be a governmental organization. So if you are none of those things, <laughs> then you are eligible. The other thing that you will want to make sure that you have um, before applying is a functional, high-quality website. So when I say high-quality, I think sometimes that that can be a little bit intimidating. Like I think nonprofits might uh, be a little bit worried, especially if maybe their website isn't something that they're, you know, constantly updating or things like that. Um, when Google says like a high quality website, what they want to see, they don't want to see a bunch of sales pitches. They don't want to see, um, you know, anything that's kind of misleading that someone might click through an ad, think they're getting one thing and then they get something else. Um, and then they also want it to be very clear on your website, like what your mission is. Mm. So your website doesn't have to be the most beautiful, uh most artistic website that's ever graced the planet, but it does have to clearly outline what your mission is. It can't be leading people into like a, a store or some sort of product uh, forward thing on every single page. And, um, you know, it should provide an accurate user experience from what they would expect from your ads. Yeah,
0: well, I get it because um, for people who are aware, if they're not a nonprofit, it could potentially be easy to camouflage mm-hmm. uh, or apply for the grants and kind of camouflage a for-profit company as a nonprofit. And We can't have any of that, right? So exactly. you're just talking simple things about mm-hmm. having a very clear mission, demonstrating your impact, what the fun, you know, just things that nonprofits are doing really anyway. So by high quality, you don't mean hiring the most expensive web developer and making sure that you have, you know, all of this um, soup to nuts design. You just Mm -hmm. want it to be authentically nonprofit. That's what you're saying there. Yep. Got it. Okay. So let's go over the exceptions again. I want to make Mm -hmm. sure that that's clear to the audience. So the requirement is 501c3. Mm -hmm. Okay. Easy. The exceptions are, can you list those three out again for us? Yeah, so schools and universities. um, And this is worth noting because
1: Google has a separate suite of products for education. So if that's your world, check out Google for Education because they have a lot of resources there. Mm -hmm. You can't be a hospital or a healthcare organization um, and you can't be a governmental organization. Now, I will say that for both of those, there are some finer points where occasionally there are exceptions. If you think you might be eligible, it's worth giving the application a go because depending on how your organization is structured uh, essentially with the IRS, you might be eligible even if you fall under a healthcare organization. But generally speaking, those are going to be the exceptions.
0: Uh, And thanks for calling that out because when you said that Healthcare, I mean, um, school or educational institutions. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, what's wrong with schools and educational institutions? <laughs> Aren't they worthy of a grant, but there's a separate, uh, mm-hmm. a separate entity for, to service them. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Well, you just mentioned, if you fall into any of those three categories that are the exception, you're kind of encouraging, um, other than schools and education, <laughs> you're encouraging them to apply because it could potentially be, um, approved by Google, but then is there, does that mean there's a lot of grant writing, heavy lift and, you know, uh, grant writing can be monotonous. So, so what is, what is involved with grant writing for this grant or is that not necessary?
1: Yeah. I actually think the name grant is a little bit of a misnomer in this case, because um, it's not like a true grant that you would think of where, you know, you get this uh, sort of prompt and you have to fill out like, how am I going to use this money exactly? And you have to write like an essay and it's like applying for college or something all over again. <laughs> um, it's a lot more like signing up for a, a software or something like that. So oh. the first step in the process, um, you will get verified by uh, Google's partner organization, TechSoup. Um, and TechSoup is all over the world. So you would get verified by the one that pertains to your you know, country where your nonprofit is located. So um, in the U.S., that's going to be TechSoup U.S. And basically, you'd fill in some data and TechSoup does the kind of, you could think of it almost like a background check to say, are you really who you say you are? Are you really a 501c3, et cetera? Um, TechSoup in general, by the way, is a great resource for nonprofits who may not already be using it because they offer a lot of uh, just tips on how to integrate technology into your work as a nonprofit. So it it can be a valuable resource, um, even if you aren't going to go all the way with the Google ad grant. But once you are verified by TechSoup, um, they will give you a validation token. You'll take that token. um, It'll be like a string of letters and numbers. Send that to Google. And that's what you will use to apply for Google for nonprofits. And there's a bunch of different uh, suites, um, different softwares that you get access to, as a, uh, as a nonprofit and you get them for free. And then once you have activated Google for nonprofits, then the third step in this process is to activate your Google grant. So really, if you've been verified by TechSoup and you are eligible for Google for nonprofits, pretty much guaranteed that you're going to get the grant. Um, it's okay. They and you set can up- skip
0: that, you can skip that step if you have done that already for another reason in your
1: Yeah. So if you're already set up with Google for nonprofits, you can go ahead and you should be able to activate that grant already because Google has already verified that you are, you know, an an eligible organization who's eligible for those services.
0: Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have a few more process questions. I I really, I'm a visual learner, so I'm trying to do this in space right now here Mm -hmm. um, as I'm listening to you. So where do you find like the tech soup? Like, do you, do you, do you go out on your own and do that first? Or do you go to a place within the Google ad grant application and it automatically connects you to mm-hmm. like, how, do, how can you take yeah. me through that? I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: That is a great question. So there are really two ways you can access that. The first would be kind of like you said, you can just uh, register with, with TechSoup and you'll get that validation token um, and you can go from there. Or what I might recommend if you're just, concerned about making sure that you complete all the steps in the process. If you go to Google's website, you can even just search Google Ad Grant and it will almost 100% of the time be the top result. Um, and you scroll down. it will tell you how to get from organization to organization. Now, I will say in my own experience with helping nonprofits do this, I find sometimes it's more helpful actually to go directly through um, TechSoup. The reason being occasionally, uh, you know, Google has a great service. We love the things they provide for the world, but their help documentation sometimes leaves a bit to be desired. So um, I oftentimes find it a little bit more straightforward to just register with the site. Um, But if you're worried about it, you can always go to Google's website and they will link out. You just may have to play leapfrog a little bit to get to the appropriate links.
0: Well, we want to make it easy. You know, our, our uh, fearless fundraisers out there wearing many different hats. And that's why we brought you on, you know, to this podcast. So we really want to break it down, make it easy. So I, I think we'll go with your, your advice. Go to TechSoup first, get verified, get that coke token, go over to uh, Google ad grant and then follow step two and three. Um, so, okay. Now we got the process down. So let's say we do get verified and we're, you know, up and running. Would you say that this $10,000 a month, or you broke it down by the day for us, mm-hmm. is that enough to have impact or to make some, you know, headway or runway with? Google ads is, is it worth it? I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> it definitely or are is. Are you going to have to add to that? Like if you're a nonprofit, I, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but oh, no I'm thinking like if you're a nonprofit and a smaller nonprofit and you don't really have a budget to supplement mm-hmm. or to add to this 10,000, Is the 10,000 going to do anything for you or are we looking at like, hey, 10,000 is a good start, but you really have to kind of supplement to that?
1: Is that a fair question? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think it also might speak to an anxiety that some people might have depending on, you know, previous funding experiences that they might have where you have to use your entire budget or you lose it. Um, first of all, that's not the case with the Google ad grant. You will continue to get that monthly spend every month, regardless of if you use the full 10,000 or not. And I would say for most organizations, $10,000 is perfectly sufficient. And I will also say, especially with like a lot of smaller organizations, you may not even hit that 10,000 and that's ah. okay. Um, you know, it's not uncommon and you don't have to feel, like I said, you don't have to feel stressed. Like, oh my God, we got to run, you know, 30 more ads because we are going to lose this if if not that's not uh, that's not the case at all, really. And um, the other thing that I'll say about just, you know, is it worth it? Is it not? I think one question that nonprofits would be well served to ask themselves is, um, is it something that their staff has the time for because if you're it's a free program. So if you have someone on staff who has the time to be able to um check in regularly to be able to kind of look at the results, say what's coming in, then you're going basically from zero to ten k extra in your marketing budget, which can be really impactful for a lot of organizations. And I think if you're going from nothing to bringing in, you know, even if you bring in a hundred donors at no cost to you, that's that's a big win. I think that the, thing that uh, where where nonprofits sometimes stumble is that you do need to make sure that you have uh, somebody who can check in on it regularly. And Google does make it easy in a lot of ways they do offer a lot of um, sort of machine learning driven tips for optimizations. So you can kind of uh, make it higher touch if you want to. If you have someone who's maybe really a nerd about this kind of stuff and really enjoys that world, then you can really get in there and have a lot of, uh, you know, fine tuned control. Or if it's something that, you know, maybe your organization would prefer to be a little hands-off, Google will offer a lot of suggestions, but it is something that they expect you to be looking at regularly and making sure you're maintaining.
0: Got it. Now, is it, one and done, 10,000 for one month, or is it 10,000 per month for a year, two years, indefinitely? How, do, how does that work?
1: Yeah. So it is $10,000 a month um, and that recurs indefinitely as long as you are maintaining the standards of the ad grant. So there are a few requirements like Google wants to see that you are uh, keeping like high quality ads. They want to see that you are actually effectively reaching people with your ads. So there's a certain conversion rate that you're trying to hit that might be getting a little in the weeds. We can kind of talk about that more. Um, But as long as you're staying within those ad, uh, ad grant requirements, you will continue to have the ad grant.
0: And are they clearly spelled out someplace in the Google process so that you know what the quality ads should mm-hmm. be? Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So all of those resources, like I said, you can find those on Google's website. The other thing I'll say is once you get set up in Google ads with every ad you run, um, when you're setting it up, Google actually will. There's like a little box that'll appear in the upper right hand corner that'll say, like, we think this is a high quality ad. We think this is an average quality ad. We think this is a low quality ad. And it'll give you concrete tips. So, for example, it might say, hey, you should be using a greater variety of keywords in this ad. Or, um, hey, we think you need to have a greater mix of different links that could show up um, when we run this ad. So, Google will give you a lot of tips um, to kind of get there. And then, you know, if you search for things like, you know, uh, paid advertising best practices or things like that, you can also find like blog articles that others have put together that kind of might get you from from zero to one to to get started.
0: But getting attention can also help with that too. If, you, if you're not one to, you know, surf the net and do the Google search <laughs> and read endless articles or YouTube videos or, you know, all of the different content and resources that are available, that is something that getting attention does. Is that right?
1: Yeah, so Getting Attention is a Google Ad Grant management company. So basically what okay. we do and the way we serve nonprofits is by helping take some of that work off of their plates by helping make sure that they're running ads, they're bringing in results, that they are staying within the, you know, boundaries that Google has set for the Google Ad Grant um, and reporting on those results.
0: Uh, how do we how do we find Getting Attention? What yeah. how do we We'll put them in the show notes too, but help yes. us out there.
1: Yeah, no worries. So Our, our website is uh, gettingattention.org. Um, and I think that's really the best way to get in touch with me. Um, and I, I'm also on LinkedIn. So if you search Jessica King, unfortunately, it's a very common name. So, um, you know, you will come across a lot of Jessica King. We'll, we'll but... make sure
0: we get the right Jessica King into the show notes and we'll Sounds have good. all of those links for sure. Yeah. All right. So when we talk about ads, mm-hmm. we're not talking heavily designed graphic. It's all text, right? All copy, all text. Is that right? Well, you can kind of take it in whatever direction you'd like. So sometimes um, with
1: organizations that are maybe a little more advanced, maybe they have uh, video resources from from their work, you can run YouTube ads. But if you are kind of bootstrapping it, maybe you're a smaller organization, you don't really have those resources, then things like search ads are going to be a really good fit for you. Because what it will require basically is you kind of understanding what are people looking for, and then you're going to design text ads uh, that meet that uh, keyword requirement. So, um, you know, for example, if you were, let's say you're an organization that promotes cancer research, you can say like, you know, support cancer research might be a great example of a keyword that somebody might be typing in. And so you might want to make ads based on that, but you don't need to like create some beautiful big banner. You can, and that can be a helpful thing um, for Google to kind of throw in the mix occasionally, but it's not, it's not restrictive. It's not like if you don't have that, that you're going to fail.
0: Okay. So keywords, you know, Jessica, I gotta tell you, they <laughs> always trip me up, yeah. you know, when it, whenever you get to keywords and you have this big old empty box and it tells you to enter your keywords, like I never know what to do when I get to those places. <laughs> Can you help us there? You know, what, what, what are good keywords? How do you find good keywords? What good words should, keywords should you be using, avoiding? that's always a stumbling. It's a barrier for me. So can we break that barrier?
1: Yeah, let's let's talk keywords. So first of all, uh, I want to kind of when I say keywords, I think uh, if you're old enough to kind of remember how the internet like used to be. <laughs> um, you might be thinking literally one word or the way that Google searches used to be where you might have to type in one word, you couldn't use like and or things like that. Uh, Google's a lot more sophisticated today. So you can type in something like, how do I support cancer research? Google considers that whole phrase a keyword. So a keyword is really a synonym for anything that we are typing in that search bar. As far as how organizations can kind of find their core keywords, um, There are a couple of tools you can use online that are free. So um, one that's called SpyFu is one that I use sometimes. So Mm. that. Uh, S-P-Y-F-U is,
0: is how you type that S-P-Y-F-U. brand name. S-P-Y-F-U. Okay, we'll okay. get that into the show notes too. Yeah.
1: Um, so that's a great one. Um, there are also ones that uh, you can use kind of on demand. So if you search like, uh, you know, keyword rank checker, things like that, um, you can get kind of on demand polls. And where I would recommend starting for a lot of organizations um, would be two places. The first would be, whatever your mission is so let's say uh, cancer research let's continue to use that example cancer research support cancer research donate to cancer research these are going to be good places to start and then you can branch out from there to get the different synonyms to get the questions that people might ask so they might say like how can i donate to cancer research they might say what is the best place to donate to cancer research you can start to kind of build out your list from there. That's one place to start. The other place to start is by checking your website. So this is where that rank checker comes back in. Look for the things you are already starting to show up for. And that's one way that you can make your paid strategy work in tandem with the things that you're already putting on your website. So there's a good chance that if you are uh, nurturing your website, if you have resources available that sort of speak to your mission and speak to your cause, there's a good chance you will already get some clicks, some views from different keywords related to your cause. So finding what those keywords are and using those links that are showing up, boosting them with paid paid ads can be a great way to uh, increase your like site traffic and stuff like that without having to do a ton of heavy lifting and without having to do hours and hours and hours of new keyword research, because that can be very intimidating.
0: Yeah, I just find the whole keyword topic Intimidating to begin with, but um, yeah, thank you for breaking it down a little. All right, so now we've we've gone through steps one, two, three. We've got that sounds pretty easy. We're approved. We have this ten thousand spend. We don't necessarily need to worry about adding to that because it's a good amount to get us started. How can nonprofits use? Can we talk about that? How can they use them? I'd love to talk about just creativity with their ad strategy and what advice you have there.
1: Yeah, I think when you're thinking about online ads, um, there's a couple of things I think it's helpful to think about. The first one would be the goals to really like be there in the moment that people are looking for or thinking about things related to your cause. So this is especially uh, poignant with search ads because Google processes 8.5 Billion searches per day. So there is a good chance? How many that- 8.5 billion a day. Oh billion with a B. <laughs> so there is a good chance that every single donor your organization has ever interacted with is searching something on Google daily. Um, and so your goal with using ads is to be there when they are making those searches and i think um so i'll talk about a couple of of uses of like use cases because i think that's all well and good to be like yeah we want to be there we want to be in the moment but if you don't know like what are you going to show them then you're you're still kind of stuck so some common uses that i've seen um i think the biggest one that people use the ad grant for is promoting a donation link or a giving page things like that making sure that if someone's googling something like stop deforestation that you're like, hey, we have a really great program to help stop deforestation. Would you like to donate to this? Um, Things like that. You can also promote educational resources. So this is going back to kind of what I was talking about before. If you have um, pages on your website, maybe that detail the scope of your problem. So, um, you know, let's say you're an organization who wants to end gender-based violence. If you have a page full of statistics and you're trying to raise awareness for that, that can be a great use of uh, paid advertising. Also promoting services would be another one. So like if you're a food bank, people are searching like, you know, how can I make my grocery budget go farther or, you know, food stamps, information, things like that, where, you know, you're getting in front of people who might have a need for your service. That's another example.
0: So are there parameters? Should you be thinking in terms of ideal word count or character count or, leading with a question or not leading with a question or, you know, just overall length? And w- are, are there just best practices when you're building your ads that you should think about?
1: Yeah. So there are going to be uh, restrictions on the various like uh, components of an ad. So if you think of like the anatomy of a search ad, there's going to be what's called the headline Mm-hmm. You can usually put two to three um, headlines in any given ad. So um, the headlines tend to be around 30 characters. So those are where you're going to want to have your short and snappy ones. Your stop deforestation. Your like end cancer. Um, these sorts of of kind of punchy short keywords. There's also going to be descriptions. So the descriptions you get a little more space. You get 90 characters, and this is where you can kind of do those complete sentences that kind of give you an idea of what that organization's about. So it might be like something to the effect of, you know, and I didn't count this out beforehand, but uh, like your donation helps end cancer um something like that to give give people an idea of if they click on your ad what can they expect to see on your site and the same thing goes for uh links and their descriptions you get a short and snappy headline for the link a short and snappy title then you get a slightly longer area to describe what people can expect so i think playing around with it um also these like character counts are not things you have to keep in your head it will be listed in the google ads interface and it will tell you if it's too long so um you know Sometimes when I'm in there, I am playing around with like, how can I reword this sentence Uh, a few different ways to make sure that I'm getting across my meaning? But generally speaking, the more keywords you can throw in without sort of like, you wouldn't want to like repeat it over and over and over. So you wouldn't want to be like, stop deforestation, stop deforestation, stop deforestation. But the more you can throw in, the more you can be like, you know, we are preserving the environment. That might be a keyword or these different things. Google, it helps it to like mix and match um, when it's showing your ads. Because one of the things that Google does to help you see more success in paid ads is it takes all of these sort of ad, they're called assets that you've put together. So all those headlines, all those links, all those descriptions, and it will combine them when someone does a search in the way that it thinks is the most likely to achieve the outcome you tell it you're looking for. Usually that's going to be a click or um, maybe a conversion. And we we can talk about that um, in a little bit if you'd like, but because Google is going to be showing that and it's going to be thinking about what it knows about the user, what it knows about their like location, et cetera, et cetera. The more you can give it to play around with, the more likely you are to be successful.
0: Got it. And is this something if you feel a little bit intimidated or overwhelmed by building some of your ads is, is that also a service from getting attention? I love the name, by the way, getting attention. Uh, I mean, that's exactly what we're after here. What an appropriate name, but is that, is that something that you all provide for as, as a service? Yeah. Yeah. So we do um, ad creation. We do
1: creative creation, um, keyword research and all of that. Mm. So if you're a little intimidated, by you go. That's what I want. <laughs> combing through tons of data and trying to figure out, you know, is the cost of this one worth it? Is is uh, how do these weigh out for our organization? That is also something that we do.
0: Great. Okay, I got to get a few more questions and I'm so intrigued yeah. <laughs> because now I feel empowered, like I can go master Google ad grants. Um, and many of our, our audience members might know that I do run a nonprofit with my daughter. We provide individual support, uh, direct support to individuals on the autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. So this comes in handy for us. So (laughs) I can't wait to go dive in with all of your uh, great tips that you've shared with us today. But a couple of questions. One, do you have a story, like a a success story for us? Is there one? I know I'm putting you on the spot. We didn't (laughs) prep for this um, interview at all. But is there a story that you could share that comes to mind about you know, the before and after, and you know what, maybe your help at getting attention, help this nonprofit, anything come to mind there? I know I put you on the spot. I'm sorry. Nothing comes to mind immediately. I okay. Fair enough. <laughs> sorry. Well, maybe we can use my daughter's foundation and we'll do some work together and then we could come do a part two on this. Um, but the other question that I had, so we can move there. What about analytics? Is that all available to help? Guide what you're doing and optimize and all that good stuff. Is that all available as part of your dashboard?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um for uh, first of all, let me just make sure that I'm understanding what you're hoping to learn about. Are you talking about from uh from Google standpoint, like what how you can kind of understand your ad results from them?
0: Yes, that's exactly. Yeah. But you know what? if there's other analytics, I'm all about the data. <laughs> tell me tell me what we can get and where, but yeah, I'll let yeah. you take it away.
1: Google's got a really thorough suite of tools. Um, so there's really four main tools that you're gonna be using to kind of understand the world of ads and to kind of build a cohesive picture of what's going on on your website. There's Google Analytics, uh, which I think probably a lot of people are familiar with. Now they're calling it GA4. Um, but that's gonna tell you a lot about what's going on on your website. It's gonna tell you things like, where are people clicking? Where are they coming in from? Um, what pages are they visiting? Things like that. There's also a tool called called Google Search Console. I think this is a really useful tool. This can be great for keywords. Um, and so what Search Console does is it it shows you similar, but not identical data to Google Analytics. Maybe one day they'll move all of it into one big platform. Um, but Search Console shows you every search term that anybody has used to arrive at your website. So when you're thinking about keywords, that can be a really great tool to use to say, okay, how are people currently getting to the website today? What are they currently discovering us through? And what pages do they go to when they search those terms so that's information that's available and i want to note that search console doesn't show you paid it shows you uh organic or, or like your free just sort of uh google results so um what you can do is then use that information in google ads to um kind of boost those pages with your paid ads um google ads itself has a very robust uh Reporting suite. So there's a lot that you can set up there. You can see how many people uh, took a conversion action. So that's an action that you tell Google is relevant. So whether that be like somebody signed up to donate or whether that be uh, maybe somebody downloaded a resource that you're hoping they might share on social media, something like that. It'll tell you how many of those happened, what ads they clicked on, what keywords they used to click on the ad, things like that. Um, And it'll also tell you a little bit about your like ad spend. So how much did each click cost? Um, You know, how much did your... Ads, cost, et cetera. The last tool that I would recommend for uh, nonprofits is called Google Tag Manager. What this does is it's it's sort of a compliment. It's not completely necessary, but it is helpful to get it set up because um, if you are anything like me, you might you might be comfortable playing around on a website, but it may not be, you may not be like a coding whiz, uh, a CS genius. So a uh, Google Tag Manager basically helps you set up, um, tags. So this is essentially what Google reads when it's reporting in analytics and conversions without having to do a bunch of coding, without having to like dive into the back end of your website and play around with the HTML or the
0: JavaScript. So uh, Tag Manager makes it a lot more user-friendly. Okay. Yeah. I want Tag Manager. Yeah. (laughs) JavaScript and HTML, not my friends. So it's intimidating. So I think there's plenty of analytics is what I'm hearing to really refine what you're doing with Google ads. And Mm -hmm. okay, that's good news. And and then, um, well, gosh, we've, we've been at it 30 minutes already. And I feel like we can go another 30, but I've got to get a couple more questions. And if you don't mind, if you can yeah. stay on with me, that'd be great. Sure. Um, so I, how do you, what, you talked about conversions, you mm-hmm. know, what, what is a conversion and how, well, let's just stop there. What is a conversion and let's just, you take yeah. it because I don't even know what to ask at this yeah. point. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. So I think when you think about conversions, probably
1: the the easiest thing to say about them is, I like I quote Stephen Covey, you want to begin with the end in mind. So really a conversion, you should be asking yourself, what action do you want people to take? And then the next step is, how do you set up something on your website so that Google can understand when people have taken that action? Usually that's going to be a click somewhere. So um, whether that means clicking a button that says donate, like when they filled out their information form and submitting that. Um, Maybe it means clicking to arrive at a certain page on your website, things like that. So really what you want to be thinking about is what are the actions that are meaningful to you and meaningful to your organization? And then from there, how do you kind of translate that so that Google understands it? And then the step one more back from there is how do you encourage your donors or whoever to take that action. So that's where the ad sort of strategy comes into play is like, how do we get people to take that action? Setting up the conversions can be a little intimidating at first, but it's actually like once you've done it a time or two, it's not too bad. And then the really thing you want to be thinking about with conversions is just making sure that you're keeping your eyes sort of set on the most meaningful things for your organization. Cause it's very easy for, in the interest of data and in the interest of analytics for these things to balloon. And suddenly you're tracking 800 different conversion actions, but they're not all going to be equally as meaningful. So you wanna make sure that you're distilling maybe down to the three to five, let's say, that are really meaningful to you and then building your strategy based on that.
0: Okay. Again, can. Can getting attention help with all that? <laughs> so yeah, that is okay. We can help with. Okay. All right. I think last question, and you know, we might have to invite you back for a part two because this <laughs> there's just a lot of meat and potatoes here. But I don't want to overwhelm our audience. We do want to get them started. Um, but how does the budget work? You said it's ten thousand dollars a month, but mm-hmm. and I think we're gonna end where we started in the beginning. <laughs> um, you know, with is is that impactful? Is that going to help? Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that some nonprofits may not even reach the $10,000 in in any given month. So how is that calculated? Like, how do you use your budget and does it automatically go over? And are we going to start to automatically, that would be my fear. Like I would go over the $10,000 and all of a sudden I'd get a (laughs) bill or an automatic charge for, you know, money that we don't have in our budget. So how does all of that work?
1: Yeah, the good news is that there are ways to put a cap on the spend, so you you can set it up such that you do not go over that ten thousand dollars. So okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about that. But the way that Google calculates spend um, is a little different, actually, from other advertising platforms in a way that I think is actually very beneficial for nonprofits. So some advertising platforms um, charge on like an impressions basis. So basically, how many eyeballs witnessed your ad, regardless of if they did anything with it or not. Mm-hmm. Google only charges based on clicks. So if your ad shows up, but nobody clicks on it, you will not get charged for that. You will only get charged when people arrive at the website, which I think is beneficial because it means that, you know, when you're looking at your data, you know that anything you got charged for is something that did bring someone in. Yeah. Someone took that action, right?
0: Well, wait, wait, I got to stop you there because this ad just became more powerful because if you're only being charged by the click, that doesn't tell you how many people saw the ad and maybe it registered and they're busy in that moment because they're searching, I don't know, new lunchbox for their kid, but it could have registered in in, in that moment and that they'll come back to it later or look up your 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 website on their own, right? Like there could be eyeballs on the ads that are above and beyond the clicks, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think um, the other thing that if you have both Google Analytics and Google Ads set up, what you can do is you can really map people's journeys through sort of this advertising and search universe through your website and beyond. So each platform will sort of uh, give credit slightly differently. And that is a highly technical conversation for another day.
0: But you can get an
1: idea for how people are arriving at your website and, um, you know, some of these other Uh, services that Google provides, Search Console is another good one, will tell you how many impressions you're getting as well, even though you're not getting charged for them. Now, Like I said, it will only do that for organic. It will not do that for paid, but that information is available to you and can help you make better decisions because one of the things that you'll also want to look at is what's called your click-through rate. So you want to see people who are not only seeing your ad, but who are enticed enough to click on it. And that's a a meaningful metric so that you are getting in front of the right people, not just getting in front of people, you know, uh, with a really open-ended
0: sort of pause there. (laughs) So they click Mm -hmm. and that's when you get charged, Mm -hmm. but you have a cap. So if that next click puts you over the 10,000 spend, then.
1: So what will happen is that Google will basically just stop running the ads until the month resets.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That was a silly question for me. Okay. Ah. Got it. (laughs) Um, And is each click worth the same amount or no? No. Nope. Uh, so the price for the ads, um, they can be a little dynamic. Google will usually show you the
1: average price. So heh, we'll we'll talk about the Google Ad auction because this is really uh, kind of key to understanding how how the ads Google work. Ad what. <laughs> auction. Oh, (laughs) So yeah, so Google ads are basically set up like an auction. So if let's say the keyword is stop deforestation, then the uh, kind of what happens inside Google is Google says, okay, somebody just input stop deforestation. And I've got five advertisers who want to see their ads at the top of that. And what it does, you put in what's called a bid and you don't have to manually do that. You can tell the computer to sort of optimize it for you, which I would recommend for teams that are tied on time. Um, but basically, you'll put forward a bid. Google will look at the quality of your ads, the quality of your website, and the amount of your bid. It'll take those factors into consideration, and it'll decide who to show based on that. So it doesn't always mean that someone who outbids you is going to get shown. So someone could have like a really terrible website um, and could have just like a really uninformative ad and bid, let's say like $5, and you might bid $1. But if you've got like a really slamming uh, website and you've got an ad that is just dialed in, Google will probably decide that's better for user experience. So nonprofits can still compete, you know, um, organizations that are still a little smaller can still compete. Um, but that price that it goes to auction at, um, the one that wins is the price of the click. So like, let's say you win that, that auction and you're you've got your $1 bid. That means every click to that ad, costs you $1.
0: Okay. Hmm. I think we might have to have you back on a (laughs) Google, um, Add grant to part two because I you had me at the first part. That's you know the <laughs> process, the build, like the creative, the strategy, and now I feel like there's this whole other end. But you know what? It shouldn't stop any nonprofits from getting started, right? Because it definitely should not. <laughs> yeah, it's really going to all fall into place. And if you need help, we can call you. And <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like it, especially. You know with a declining number of donors this sounds like a great um, opportunity for acquisition which is so mm-hmm. important to nonprofits i know the research that we've seen especially coming into 2023 is that acquisition is definitely a number one challenge for nonprofits so take advantage of ten ten thousand dollars free from google and It sounds like it's worth a try, Um, but I would love to have you back so that we can get into some deeper dives on some of the (laughs) uh, different facets of uh, go. So hopefully you'll join us again. Um, Yeah, I would love love to have you back. Yeah, really good stuff. Um, But unfortunately, I think that's all the time we have for today. Um, To all of our fearless fundraisers listening out there, thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's Raise Nation topic. I know I did. um, And your daily dose of fundraising inspiration. Tune in for a new episode. Episode release every Thursday at twelve thirty p.m. That's Thursdays twelve thirty p.m. Eastern time. All your new releases. In the meantime, listen to all the episodes on Raise Nation Radio. I think we're up to about eighty different uh, episodes now. Follow the channel that you like the best um, so that you get notifications about our new guests. And to all our fundraisers who are doing amazing things, we'd love to invite you to the show. We love to have your voices as well. You're all doing amazing things to build better tomorrows for our communities. Your stories are awe-inspiring, and we won't want to miss a single episode of those wonderful stories. I would like to thank our sponsor, One Cause, for making this episode possible. One Cause is driving the future of fundraising with easy-to-use software solutions that help nonprofits connect with the donors. Check it out at onecause.com and visit the resource tab on the homepage for a broad catalog of eBooks and blogs and infographics, videos and test drives that hopefully you'll find helpful. A huge shout out and thanks to my guest, Jessica King, um, from Getting Attention. What a great name again. I so appreciate you sharing your very expert and authentic voice. You seem to know everything about Google ads and grants and how to get nonprofits started. Thank you so much for being with us today. I so enjoyed our conversation. It was intriguing. We'll get all your contact information in the show notes. But I have to ask any last words of inspiration? Get creative and take some risks. Get creative and take some risks. I love it. It sounds like with Google Ads, there's really no risk, it's all gain. Yeah, I I would say so. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you've been just such a breath of fresh air. Thanks for breaking it um, all down for us. Um, Thank you again for so much for being with me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a great conversation. Yeah, sure was. Well, that's a wrap until next time. I'm Don Lego. This is Raised Nation Radio. You stay fearless out there.